Welcome to The Power Narrative, Episode 2, What's the Point? I am your host, B. Green, and this episode is inspired by conversations that I've had with various educators who have shared their experiences with me teaching children of color who have struggled with the devastating imagery that they've seen either in person or on the news or social media. I want to say thank you to those educators for being a light to those children and all children whom they have a hand in the lives that they are shaping. A freshman in high school had witnessed the murders of unarmed black men and women on the news and then suffered the tragedy that occurred when this same thing hit close to home and he lost a close relative in the same fashion. This had a severely negative effect on him naturally. Before he was a model straight A student, but after this thing had occurred, his grades started slipping and he had a drastic change in his behavior. He was often sent to the counselor's office and one day the counselor sent him to a specific math teacher's classroom who had a free period. He walked in and was confused as to why he was there. The teacher caught on and told him, you know, have a seat. Now, I know you don't want to talk, but if you leave right away, they're just going to send you back. So I will ask the questions that they want me to ask you. One, why are your grades slipping? And two, how does what you experienced make you feel? The kid responded, you see, all right, I used to care, but I don't anymore. I mean, what's the point? Give me a zero, because that's exactly how I feel, like a great big zero. The teacher looked him up and down said, hmm, I agree. That's exactly what I see when I look at you. A big zero. Now this got the kid's attention. The teacher got up, turned his back to him, and started writing on the chalkboard. And he drew a number line of 10 zeros. He said, young man, a zero is actually a placeholder. You are a growing, developing child and you hold a valuable place and we are waiting for you to show up. So the question is, why fail when I can help you? You ask the question, what's the point? And I'll get to that, but first, I'm gonna tell you my story. You see, I went to the same school. I grew up on these same streets. And I remember sitting in this classroom and there was a specific kid that was in my class. And 
You never know what a person's going through until you get to know them. It turns out that he was from a single parent home being raised by his mother who hated his father. And apparently this young man looked like his father. So she took that out on him too. And every chance she got, every mistake he made, she reminded him that he was just no good like his no good father. So when he went to school, he, like you, was asking the question, <laughs> what's the point? Lucky for him, he was extremely smart. So there was a majority of his classes that he didn't even have to try to succeed in. So he skated by most of those classes, except for when it came to math. He hated He needed serious help. And there was a specific student in that class who was exceptionally well at math and he took pity on him. And he said to him, why fail when I can help you? So he began tutoring him in math and the two became very good friends. And he spent a lot of time at his new math tutor's house and it really started to turn him around and he actually started caring and he not only passed math but he applied himself in all of his other classes and for the first time in his life he actually saw college as a means to escape his situation then came the summer the two boys decided to walk to the corner store. And that particular day, they were on their way and almost got knocked over when two dudes ran past them coming from the direction that they had just come from. And when the two boys entered the store, it just so happened that that store had just been robbed by gunpoint. Immediately, the police pulled up and came in guns drawn. The two boys were startled and turned around and the police thought they matched the description of the two that committed the crime and without asking questions, they shot and killed my friend. Now the boy in the classroom was actually reached by this story and he said, I am so sorry that you lost your friend. And it was really nice of you to have tutored him in math and helped him. But you see, that's exactly why I don't see what the point is. That young man got gunned down for nothing. In which the teacher replied, I think you made the wrong assumption. You assumed that because I am a math teacher, that I was the tutor, when in fact, it was the opposite. You see, I could have let the pain of that tragedy cause me to give up, but then that would have been a slap in the face to his memory and everything that I gained from that friendship. He always talked about going to college 
and his family became my support system. And so I went, not just for him, but because I learned more about me in that house from his friendship than I ever did at home. And that's when I understood what the point is. The teacher walked over to the chalkboard and grabbed a piece of chalk back where he had wrote the string of zeros. And he told the student, the point is where you place value. He said, do you know anything about the stock market? And the boy was like, huh? The teacher said, it's kind of like gambling. People bet for and against how commodities and certain businesses will perform based on how people buy into them and where they spend their money. There are ideas placed by people who bet against your level of success. Case in point, people who pour more money into prisons than into education. If you buy into these ideas that you are less than, that if you fit a specific description, that that description is going to determine how far you go and where you'll end up. The idea that you'll never amount to anything, then the bet is that you'll place the value on your life in front of you placing you on the left side of the point, becoming a decimal rather than on the right side of the point, becoming a whole number. The bet is that you will squander your life and everything that you will accomplish will always be less than a whole because you have placed the limitations on your own life. So in you, I see a huge zero. And my bet is that you'll place the point behind you behind the pain, behind the tragedy, behind the things that you see and hear about people that look like you on the news, placing you on the right side of the point. I bet that because of the fight I see in you, no matter how hard those that bet against you come at you, my bet is that your response will be that every obstacle placed in front of you, you will put it underneath your feet so that you can stand tall, not because you want to prove that someone was wrong about you, but to prove to yourself that you belong in front of all these things. My bet is that you will place the value on your life on a much higher plane than where your feet stand right now. You see the numbers are the numbers. It's where you place value that matters. You see, I could walk up to this chalkboard and write the number one billion, but if I place the point in front of the one, it changes the whole meaning. The truth is you have the power to move the point as far behind you as you can. Even if you have a trail of less than whole things, at any point you can stop, put those things behind you and grow from there. The issue isn't how I see your life. You see, I'm taking my time to invest in you, not bet against you. Will I get a return on my investment? Depends completely on where you place value in yourself. Now, when you look at me, 
you might see an ordinary math teacher who never left home, when in fact, I did. I accomplished a lot of great things, but I came back here because I remember sitting where you are, asking the same questions that you're asking. And I remember that someone took the time to invest in me. And the return on that investment, I believe, is exponential because I get to come here and return that same kindness to you. So I'll ask you the same question again. Why fail when I can help you? And that child left that room changed, determined, and motivated. So where do you place value? Do you place it strictly in how you feel? Because feelings can change like the stock market, not just daily, hourly, but by the minute. There's a story in the Bible about a young man named Gideon who was hiding in fear when the angel approached him and told him that he was a mighty man of valor. And when we follow the pattern, every time he had the choice to either act on his faith or act on his feeling, when he acted on faith, it established the fact of what the angel told him that day. When he acted on faith, it produced facts that supported this new vision that he had of himself. So he could then feel different about how he saw himself before. In order to do so, he had to go beyond and at times against the very beliefs set by his family because he chose to live by his faith. He lived by the faith, fact, feel equation. We often do the opposite. Most of the time, we live by the feel, fact, faith equation. We act based on how we feel. If we feel positive, we'll do positive things. If we feel negative, we'll do negative things. And based on those facts is how much stock we put in the value of our faith. This up again, down again, back up again cycle kills progression. It keeps us in the same place, making it seem like it's impossible to move beyond the ideals and predictions placed upon us. Living by faith doesn't make you immune to feelings. There's going to be some days that you feel discouraged. There's going to be some days that you feel fear, that you feel pain, that you feel anger. There are going to be days where you don't feel on top of the world. Some days you're going to feel like the world is on top of you. The bet is that you'll place more value in your feelings than you do your faith because it's much easier to control your feelings by continually manipulating things that affect your feelings. But your faith is a completely different matter. Faith is what grounds you and keeps you in what's right. You see, this could be why the only time you see people fighting against evil is when their emotions are high. And as soon as everything seems to go back to normal, then the urgency fades. 
but when you walk by faith, even when you don't see the opposition, you continue to heal. You continue to correct those things that are wrong because the work continues past emotion because it's based on principle. We have to change the narrative that has the kids asking, what's the point? You may be asking yourself, what's the point? What's the point? Listen to the last speech written by the late, great John Lewis. And what you'll hear is that Emmett Till was his George Floyd. You'll hear about how him and Emmett Till were about the same age when this atrocity happened. The point is, when John Lewis realized that Emmett Till could have very well been him, he didn't allow fear to stop him. He didn't allow fear to make him accept that this was his station in life. He didn't allow things to go back to normal. The point is, he placed value in becoming a voice, in dedicating his life into making a difference. He proved the point of placing value above the stereotypes and limiting beliefs that can become a prison with no walls. The point is placing value that the hero and shero that you're waiting for is you. The point is placing value in developing your unique gift because there is a starving world who needs your example to feed them. The point is placing value in the truth that when you look over your past, you may come from a family that is prone to negative cycles and generational curses that you have the power to be the first one to overcome. The point is placing value in the truth that you are a divine creation who was born for such a time as this. So the challenge question is where are you going to place the point in the value of your life? Thank you for your time. Be Green reminding you that your story is being written every day. Take the pen.